And now, now, it's the Mike Kelter Show. It's 904 on the Mike Calta Show. It's 1025 The Bone. Spanish. Do any of us have a red car? I think they just pulled up. Will you go outside and grab them? Because I don't know if they know where to go. And then, Gio, you're going to have to give them that spot anyway. Yeah. This is a weird feeling because in 1989... <laughs> I saw Skid Row at Giant Stadium opening for Bon Jovi. Then, in, uh, later in 1989, I saw... <laughs> so funny. Later in 1989, I saw them at the Lakeland Civic Center. And then years later, Skid Row played one of our live gigs in St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. And now they're walking up into my garage, which yeah. is the funniest uh, thing to me. Oh, I always said, uh, if you would have told... 17-year-old me that I would be in the limo with Scotty Hill from Skid Row and Mean Gene Oakland <laughs> on our way to a gig. You know, it was just so Don't crazy. forget, we went to Scotty's house and yeah, uh, yeah. we were jamming with him at his house. Yeah. Hilarious. We've lived good lives, but uh, the life of these guys, I would, I can only imagine. Do we have a chair for the thing? I can only imagine the um, life that they had and the, the partying. Oh, yeah. there we go. Show them we're live in the air, so don't curse yet. Show, <laughs> show them where they're uh, where they sit. Look at these guys. Hey, can I tell you something, Rachel? I mean, I don't know if you remember this because it was a long time ago, but I always thought you were going to be such a dick. You always had you always had yeah, that. It's, uh, it's early. Man. He, no, not today. <laughs> but you always had that. Uh, you know, that earring and the nose thing. And I was like, I bet you this guy. And then you were the first time we had you on. You were super nice, and I was like, man, I love this guy. And uh, and Dave, how are you doing, buddy? You've never actually. You've been in the band a long time, so when it's time to do radio, you'd be like, well, you two go. I'm not going. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a founding member of this band. Uh, we have Scotty Hill. What's that? Maybe I'm the dick. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, we have uh, Scotty Hill, Don't worry. <laughs> Dave Sabo, and uh, uh, Rachel Bolin from Skid Row here. I was just explaining uh, as you guys were, I was watching the camera as you were walking up the driveway, and I was like, this is, a, this is an interesting moment for me in 1989. Uh, June of 89, I was at Giant Stadium to watch Skid Row and Bon Jovi and Billy Squire. And uh, I was, you know, 17 at the time. Did not. I had to buy my tickets, had to wait in line to get tickets for days. Uh, Then get the tickets, go to the show. The worst seats, you guys were all this big on stage. And I had the goddamn time of my life. It was the greatest thing ever. Then, uh, that's June. Then September, I moved to Florida and see you guys at the Lakeland Civic Center where I could reach up and pull you off stage if I wanted to. I was like, how is this possible that these guys are so close to me? But uh, still consistently uh, great shows. I was very excited. Thanks, was, man. was Lakeland with, uh, with Aerosmith? No, Lakeland was with Bon Jovi. It was still that tour. Okay. Yeah, it was still that tour. And I couldn't believe that I had just seen you guys all this small. And now you were like, I could, I, I could spit on you or you could spit on me or whatever the deal was. It was just an entirely different experience for me, but still uh, totally great. Been a fan for a long time. Fortunately, hooked up with Scotty and became friends with him. 
And Scotty, is your mic on? I don't know what's going on. I can't yo, talk. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, hold on, hold on. I got it. I got it. There you go. Try it now. Yeah, we have there the same monitor guy, I guess. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Became friends with uh, with Scotty and couldn't have been a nicer guy. Uh, you guys, you know, we met one time. Okay. You guys played the Ritz Theater in, in Ybor City, and we had a mutual friend who had passed away, and that was Brian Adams, yeah. the wrestler. And Brian yeah. loved you, and he's like, uh, you want to go? I was like, absolutely, I want to go. He was, he was uh, salt of the earth. Yeah, man. sweet funny guy and uh, I was happy to be friends with him. All man. those guys are though. Some of them are dicks. But I, some... <laughs> you know what? And, and maybe I didn't, I didn't experience any yeah, of that yeah. but they were always. I have a picture actually uh, before he passed. Uh, like, it's like him, The Undertaker. Yeah, Taker's great. Uh, the Nasty Boys. Yep. They were just out of their <laughs> trees. Were you a wrestling fan when you were a kid? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I grew up in Still Staten Island. Oh, so okay. we're like neighbors. Yeah. So when I was a kid, my dad would take me to wrestling at Tottenville High School, oh. and it would be like a WrestleMania. I mean, with the top of the line guys yep. in a gym in a high school. Yeah. And now, I mean, obviously it's grown to what it is. But I mean, we when we were kids, we get to see that stuff. Yeah, they used to do that in Jersey, like in Edison or, or Woodbridge High School or yeah. something like that, or near Rawway Rawway Prison. Rawway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we start from the beginning? I got a lot of questions. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, give me the uh, the truth behind stuff. You are a friend of John's. You go to school together. You live on the same street. What was the of we John Joe? We still go to school together. We haven't graduated yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, we uh, we grew up together, like three streets away from each other. And that, and you become friends because you're younger than him, right? Yeah, I'm about three years younger. Than and you become friends because you're in different bands and different. No, we no. weren't even. This was before anybody started playing. Or oh, anything. really? Yeah, he was. Out in front of his parents' house playing basketball. They had a hoop set up. And I was going to a friend of mine's house who lived diagonally across the street. And and I'm like a competitive prick, man. Uh, and so I saw him playing basketball. I'm like, you want to play one-on-one? I didn't know him. And, and we did. And you smoke him? We, we, uh, yeah, of course. He's tiny. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was like, you know, about all of 45 pounds at the time. So... <laughs> But yeah, I had a good outside shot. So yeah, I smoked him. So you guys become friends. Are you do you play guitar yet at all? Or no? no, no. I started playing guitar because of Kiss. I think that we all did. Right. Kind of. Thank you. And and uh, I, when I was a kid, I wanted to play guitar too, but my mother made me play accordion, which didn't work out the the way I'd hoped. Right. So you <laughs> start playing, and how old are you in bands? Like you start really young. Oh yeah, I started when I was fourteen. Yeah, like guitar. like playing around with bands and stuff. Oh, I mean, at first I was just trying to you know play one finger chords, right, and stuff. Right. but it was it was it was the kiss that changed you know our, our lives, and then you know act separately at that time. So it was what what is it about Kiss? I am not a big Kiss fan. I do appreciate them, and I like the music and all that stuff. I think Gene has turned me off so much to with his fact that he'd rape his uh, listening audience for anything to make a buck that he doesn't need and i think that turns me off to it but i understand what they mean to music do you do you also kiss fans oh yeah, we all, yeah. Hey, james the reason i play bass yeah see yeah. so and and i watched uh tom morello introduce mm-hmm. it, it put him into the hall of fame and uh, induct him and i was like i now i love kiss from listening to him just the way he made but clearly they made an impact. Was it yeah, the you music had to be or... like an 11-year-old kid, like seeing them and, and feeling that energy. And yeah. interestingly enough, w- way before the three of us knew each other, 
we all saw Kiss in the same week in different venues. Are you serious? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. So Kiss come and is is it just not just the music, but obviously the makeup and the 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 oh yeah show yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, they they took like I was an Alice Cooper fan. Uh, I'm the fourth out of four kids, so yeah. I was a huge Alice Cooper fan, and then Kiss came along and kind of took it up. Like, yeah, yeah, not notch. just one notch, but a ton of notches. Yeah, and do you guys and ever go out with them? Yeah, we, with we, them? we did their farewell tour in 2000, <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing we're doing a bunch of dates in uh, Europe with them. Uh, I saw you up. guys on that tour. That was with Ted Nugent as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. 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 I, I always say, I go, I saw their farewell tour 20 years ago. Yeah, their <laughs> first one, yeah. yeah. We, did a, we did 140 shows on that tour, and I think we watched all of them. Yeah. Did you really? And the last yeah. night, I sat there and watched, and I was like, wow, this is the last time I'm ever going to see rock and roll all night yeah. right there and <laughs> till next me. year and then, and then i was like wow here we are we're gonna, we're gonna open it again this summer i ask uh, athletes this when you grow up and you admire somebody uh, you know a hockey player a baseball player and then there you are on the field and they're coming at you wayne gretzky or whatever the first time you get on stage and you, you got to look at yourself and go we're opening every kiss. Oh, like, yeah. We're on tour. yeah. It's got to be the greatest feeling in the world it's incredible because they're the reason why the three of us started playing music to begin with yeah. or, or or what inspired us to want to be in a band and write songs. And, you know, for me, going to that show at Madison Square Garden changed everything in a space of, you know, three hours. Yeah. I was, I was a different person when I went into that show than what I came out as. That's interesting because I think, uh, I think uh, my first concert, which funny enough was George Michael at Madison Square Garden when you see a performance like that live for the first time, you're like, I got to go to more of these. I got to see every every band out there. The first time I saw Kiss, it was so surreal because you grew up drawing the album covers yeah, and yeah. doing all that stuff. Yeah. So to see them in person, I was like, this is the weirdest yeah. thing. You yeah. know, it was so it was overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, I can remember pulling up to Nassau Coliseum and thinking. Kiss is inside right. that building. Yeah. Yeah. Inside yeah. that building, amazing. I'm in their presence, I saw them yeah. at the Spectrum, and it was December twenty second. And freezing cold, and, uh-huh. and uh, my big sister took my friend and myself. And I had already started playing bass at that point, but this was just like it felt like you were going into some sort of cathedral. Yeah, when you walked in and you saw the logo hanging there, and the opening band was on. It was Piper, Billy mm-hmm. Squire's old band. Uh-huh. And the whole time, all I did was stare at the logo that was unlit. You yeah, know? Was like that's so it's funny. coming. It's yeah, coming. It's yeah, coming. that's so funny. It's a it's a great buildup. Yeah, yeah, and, sure. and then Kiss Alive One was one of those. You know, grab your tennis racket and jam. Yeah, you know? I, I didn't even play guitar. We didn't. Did you play yet? No, no. We none of us played. Kiss yet. almost caused me to ruin my radio career at the age of four because <laughs> I was using a pencil to sing Doctor Love, and I jumped up on a chair, and the pencil went in my throat and oh. cut the top of my mouth. Oh, I could have ended my whole career right oh, there. Oh man. Uh, the guys from Skid Row are here. You're going to be at the Hard Rock tonight, which That's is right. pretty awesome. Is Buck Cherry with you guys? Oh, yeah. 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 Wow, yeah. what a lineup. That's, a, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. They're great, man. Uh, they are great. We've seen them a bunch of times. We've had them on the show. They're good people. are fun. I bet that's. Uh, I bet there might be a girl or two floating around that stage area. Probably. All right, so let, let's go back. So you you and John become friends, and do you play on Runaway? Do you play on that demo? No, that's a big misconception. That's I, I would thought. love to say that I did, but uh, it was a... Uh, a studio musician by the name of Tim Pierce, who also played lead guitar for Rick Springfield's band, okay. who is just 
A lot of people say it's you. A lot yeah. of people have argued with me that no, it was I'm, you. I'm certainly not that good. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is like, he is. He's incredible. He's Look in, him up on YouTube. Too. He's, yeah. he's incredible. Got a great channel. Yeah, great channel. Do you yeah. think he's mad that he doesn't get all the attention that he deserves? Like, I don't know if you were listening on the way in, but I'm very angry that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Pat Benatar shoved Neil Geraldo down our throats. <laughs> It's Pat Benatar is the famous person. Stop saying Neil Geraldo. We don't. Oh, need to I disagree. Anything. You do. Neil yeah. 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 is great. If you're a guitar player, no, I know. But well, look, he... it is, it, there's a lot of great guitar players. But well, he's a songwriter too. Yeah, but so I don't know. I, he wrote all. I mean, he wrote or co-wrote all those great songs. Yeah. There's got to be something to be it's said. Thirty it's years. Thirty years. We heard Pat Benatar, and then it, all of a sudden, a like team, and Neil Geraldo. They're a team, like you know, like the Arrhythmics, right? Yeah, but they're they were team. the Arrhythmics, right? Okay. Yeah, but they're, but they're Pat Benatar. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. As seen on Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Right. <laughs> All right. So when when do you guys when do you guys meet? It was just the first. Were you guys the first incarnation of the group, or yes. were there other? So this well, is it. Well, be the first official one. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel yeah. and I met in a music store in Thomas River, New Jersey, uh, which is his hometown, and yeah. and uh, he was playing in a band with Scotty at the time, and I was playing with another group of guys up in North Jersey. And I lived in a town that was like an hour and 20 minutes away from this music store. Right. And it was all serendipitous. It, it, it happened by complete accident. I met a guy in Philadelphia who was the manager of a music store in Tom's River, and I needed a job. Uh-huh. And uh, he said, I'll give you a job. So I had to figure out how to get down there because my license was suspended. <laughs> and so I found two buses to get me down there. And... Not long after I was there, I, I saw Rachel come in the, the music store, and he just looked like a rock star, as he still does today. Yeah. And, and I was like, I need to get to know that guy. Right. Isn't that weird how you can kind of, it, it's almost weird, like we know which guy in the room we want to be friends with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. it's, it's like trying to pick up a girl without being gay. It's like, I want to be friends with that guy. And, I, and also for dudes, it's hard to be like. Hey, let's be friends. You know what I mean. Yeah. But you got it. You know when you're attracted to somebody for some reasons. <laughs> well, it was obvious, and and then I, you know, found out through other people that came in the store who he was, and I'm not really afraid to strike up a conversation with people. Sure, especially back then, it was all, you know, dropping as many names as I possibly could, right. you know, true or false, and uh. Uh, and then uh, we became fast friends. Uh, you start playing together, right? Started and, writing. Yeah, we, yeah. We got together, started writing because, uh, like Snake said, he had a band, and Scotty and I had a band, and but we got together, started writing, and we're like, wow, we write some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and Scotty, our, our band at that point was just about done, and um, so I went back to New York. He went. He went yeah. back to upstate New York, and then. Uh, Snake and I got together, wrote more songs, and he goes, well, why don't you come up and jam? And I did, and then we just started uh, pretty much, uh, once Scotty was in, we just started. Turning him out? Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, who was in first, Fuso or, or you, by, uh, uh Fuso by two weeks. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. And and then uh, Scotty came in, and we just. Yeah, that night they asked me to join the band. What did you say, Snake? No, I, I said, what, oh, do, yeah. what do the letters YI mean? He goes, you're in? And I go, yes. <laughs> and then Snake followed it up with, by the way, uh, what was that? We're playing with we're playing with Bon Jovi at Reunion Arena in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Stabler. 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 Yeah. 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 
And, yeah. and were you guys crapping your pants at that point, or were you ready? Just we've been waiting for this. He he put us on a show. It was, yeah, it was very nice of him. He's always yeah. been great. You know, him and Snake are like, you know, he talks it down. These guys are like brothers. You know, yeah. uh, and you you uh, I, I don't know. I I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan from back in the day. It's it's never died off. I quit during the country years, but I. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the band. So, oh, uh, I thought you were talking about us. Yeah, <laughs> this me. you too. Also a huge Skid Row fan. Uh, was one of my first uh, CDs that I actually bought. Like, I mean, this is you guys go by. I was saying, I was watching the cameras, and you're walking up the driveway, and I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. I mean, we've I met you guys, hang out, but this is just a big. This is cool for me. So, okay, so now you go out with Bon Jovi, which uh, for for the big New Jersey tour, right? Interesting is that they, uh, your music styles were different. I would think would be different audiences. You guys could have easily gone out with Metallica and gone an entirely different way. Uh, I, I mean, obviously your relationship with John was good and the music was good. I'm surprised that he wasn't concerned that you might have been too heavy or you might have been something that would scare your little girlfriends away. Did you ever think of that or no? I did. Uh, Especially no. you with your nose ring. and I mean, you were a pioneer of the nose ring. <laughs> well. It was you and African ladies. Well, yeah, I got it. For, it was all punk rock thing. Yeah. You know, no, but I get it. But I mean, like that, you, but. you look, I mean, all of you are good looking, but you all look like you punk rockers and heavy metal rockers. And they were gorgeous uh, yeah, that, lady yeah, rockers. Yeah, it was. I think we were similar enough. And and the backstory I think had a lot to do with it, you know, yeah. that John was helping us out. But Rich, that's really, Rich I mean, that's a good friend because that's a big help out. You oh know? yeah, I mean, we're I playing mean, Giant Stadium now and these huge arenas. Without you know? a doubt, without a doubt, yeah, but they uh, they they helped us a lot, and and we're forever grateful. But I think it just worked, like like I said, the backstory of it because Snake and John grew up together, and the fact that he helped us and produced our first demos. So there, there was a camaraderie, and it was called the Brotherhood Tour, and I think all the marketing just made everything fall into place. And it wasn't like he just handed us I something, was you know. Was, yeah. Yeah. There, was, there was a process. He's like, you know, if you guys get to a point, I'll help you out. But mm-hmm. you've got to get to a point. And I mean... Oh, you guys were huge on MTV. Yeah, but MTV I mean, before that, way before oh, before that. that. Way before, before that. We, got we were signed. all working at the music store. Yeah. It was yeah. like... Are we ready yet? Are we, no, it's like, no, you're not ready yet. It was and, like, know. come down in the garage. Remember we, the other day we were talking, brought little Steven down. They're not ready yet. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah little Steven just said that straight up. This band isn't ready to make really? a record. Yeah. Now, do you right. have, you have totally right. uh, Sebastian singing for you yet at the time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And where do you find him? Uh, Toronto. Yeah. Oh, you, like, were uh, up there and saw him? Or? No, uh, he was suggested to us uh, by a friend of ours, Dave Feld. And um, who worked was assistant to Mark Weiss, the photographer, and it was at Mark's wedding. They said, "Hey, that, you might want to." Zach and and him got up and jammed, uh, and, and uh, he said, "Hey, you're looking for a singer. You might want to check this guy out." So we did, and it worked out. And were you guys first impression when you're like, "This is the prettiest lady I've ever seen"? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, I, it I'm, definitely wasn't a good first impression. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, oh, hold on, you gotta tell me. That. Tell oh, no, it's different. no big deal. Just, yeah. you know, he, it, it's just, was he typical him? And you were like, "Okay, yeah. this is yeah, yeah." yeah. And we're, he was we're, him before he was him. Yeah, we're we're, we're Jersey <laughs> through and through, you know, and, yep. and it's like. Just a whole different world, you know. Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> you know, a singer needs that uh, that extra personality and energy yes. and all that. And you know, sometimes you can't turn that off. Oh, we know. We yeah. we play in a, a cover band for <laughs> yeah, like I know. Uh, twelve I've, years. Yeah, I've jammed yeah, you with play guys. Yeah. But we know 
what they expect from our singer. He gets more leeway than the other people yeah. because he's, uh, he's... And he also has one of the coolest Stratocasters I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, he's got, he's got good guitars. I told him, so, let me know when you're ready to let that go. <laughs> so, okay, so the band goes out and it's very successful. How long until you're like, we can't, we got to make a change here. We got to do something because he can't, it's just getting to the point where it's breaking you guys apart. No, we just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as worth, a whole, wasn't worth it. Yeah, and could you pinpoint what the problem was? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The thing is, is that we made a pact very early on that it's got to be fun, and you got to love the music that you're playing and love the people that you're playing with. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of bands can, can can get around that for in various ways, different buses, different whatever. But it's still it's disingenuous to go up on stage with people that you uh, don't like to be quite honest, yeah, and are not enjoying the process. It's not supposed to be like that. That's not why we started Skid Row. We started Skid Row out of our love for music and our camaraderie with one another, which you build as you go on, but it's there and you feel it. Yeah. And you have tremendous respect for the people that you're up there with. And when that goes away... And when it becomes feeling like a job that you don't want to show up for, yeah, that's then so it's good. time to not show up anymore. Mm-hmm. And then it's time to regroup or take some time apart and let yourself settle into the fact that, like we did, that we kind of looked at each other like, man, we love these songs. Mm-hmm. We want to play these songs again, just not with some of the people that we were playing them with. Yeah. So we regrouped. We got people that we wanted to play with, which I th- health wise is great, uh, but it's a it's a bold move because when you've been established for a certain amount of time, you're like, we got to take a chance on this. But can I tell you, I don't, I don't. I've met him; he's been on the show a couple of times. I don't know him at all. Mm-hmm. I know Scotty more than I know you guys. Uh, I have said this. I said this to so you know Artie Lang. Of course, Artie Lang hosted a show that was on uh, Dish Network, the TV show, and it was on the radio on, on like 50 stations. Well, he was out, and I went and filled in for him. And that day, Sebastian is on the show. And I looked at him, and I said... Wow. Talk about drawing the shortest straw. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at him right in the face, and I said, I know that you're the worst human being alive. And he was like, <laughs> he was like what? And I go, I-, I like you. I just met you, and you seem cool. But I-, I know that you are absolutely the worst human alive. And he said, why would you say that? I said, because Skid Row would rather pass on the money than have you come back oh, yeah. for a reunion in the band. Oh, yeah. Because, look, all these bands... Van Halen took David Lee Roth back to make the money. And you guys were like, nah, we, nope. we're okay. We'd <laughs> nope. rather not do it. Yeah. That is that is a testament to what a horrible human being he must be. I'd rather live in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I think you got to. we got to see some of it on that super group, that VH1 thing where you saw yeah. it with Ted Nugent and Scott Ian and everything. And you're like, oh, okay. I see what happened here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What a, yeah. What a waste yeah. of a uh, an opportunity. Yeah, but it, to be honest with you, it's we're kind of we're thankful that those things happened because it got us here. Yeah. yeah, and where we're at right now is exactly where we've always wanted to be. To be happy and to be doing the music you want to do. Camaraderie. I mean, because everything that we've been through through thirty five years, all the ups and downs, could have easily broke us up as friends. Yeah, uh, and that would have been tragic. Who is the first person you look at to replace Sebastian Bach and the man when you've decided to have enough? Did you have some we, people in mind before it we, happened? Uh, no. No. No, we had a couple guys um, that we checked out and just didn't work. Right. And then uh, Johnny had a website that was, it was 
for that time, it was really, there's a lot of media on it. And we're like, wow, this guy sounds really good. Let's get him up and audition. He did great. He crushed yeah. it. Yeah. And then he was in the band. And then yeah. you know, he, he was in the band for a while. And we went out with Kiss. And it was great. And yeah. things were going great for us for a while. And then all of a sudden, stuff wasn't going so great anymore. And, and uh, you it, know. can I, I don't know. that. First of all, I saw you guys a bunch with Johnny. Mm-hmm. I, I loved the new music that you guys did with Johnny. I thought, well, this is good. This This worked out. Yeah. Um, and then I then it wasn't working out. We, are there fat? Were there uh, drug factors? John, alcohol Johnny's factors? demons. Johnny up demons. With him. Okay, he, okay. His demons caught That's up. That's usually with him. what gets you in, in a band. It's a painful thing to watch. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was a sweet guy. Yep. And it was just a, it, just a tragedy. Gotcha. Know? How so have you guys even after we parted ways? You know, you could still see it was the demons were still there. And he eventually passed away. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. How do you guys avoid that? Stay out of it. I, drugs well, were never a part of our lives. Like right. the way we grew up, and I mean, in a drug yeah. I'm sorry. The way we grew up was we all grew up in similar households. You know, middle class, blue collar, hardworking, great work ethics, and we were also taught by uh, our our folks and the people around us that um, this is all a gift. Yeah. Like whatever you get in life is a gift. This is long before we even thought about being in a band together. But we brought those values with us, like be humble, uh, be grateful, yeah. uh, be kind. And so when things started not being at the pinnacle of the success, started going down the other side of the hill, I think that, of course, it's upsetting to a certain degree, but I think we were all mentally prepared for it because of the way that we were brought up and what we were taught. That's fortunate because not a lot of guys make it through that. You know, if you were at the top of the world and as time changes, sometimes, you know, you, it's not good for you and a lot of people can't handle that. They're hey, not man, prepared that's, for that's it. That's life. And yeah. man, man, you've seen me at my worst. You know, I, that was your worst? Well, you I know, that, that morning you dropped me <laughs> off at my at my place. I was in rough shape. But uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, do you remember? I don't know. We're in the limo. Uh-huh. It was Mean Gene Okerlund and, oh, and no. Scotty. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Scotty, I don't. I only met Rachel one time for like a half hour. And Scotty calls Rachel and he gives me the phone. He goes, Santa Rachel. And I'm like, I'm pretty sober so far. And I go, hey, dude, what's up? It was like real uncomfortable. And you go, hey, man, what's happening? And I go. Just uh, babysitting Scotty, and you go, I know all about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. And that, was, that was at 9 a.m., I think. Yeah. We started pretty early. Yeah, day. we started very early. Oh, but, you know, I've been clean six years, man. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, and and married and have a, a baby? Yeah, Or yeah. a son he's, now. He's, he's a baby. 11. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's at 11. God, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, I know. I know. But, uh, you know, it took a while to get to that. And, you know, all this stuff has brought us here we couldn't be more grateful every time we pack a suitcase and walk out the door to go play music. Yeah, is it's 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 amazing. Is it harder to leave now with the with the well, son? Well, it's it's always hard to leave the people you yeah. love, but these guys. I mean, they're I'm as close to them. You we're can as, see it with the three of you. You're, you're your I brothers. Mean, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah for sure. And now the whole band and the crew. You know, everybody on our bus gets along great. Yeah. Good people. You know, you both have families too, like uh, kids. I do, yes. You do. You I, know. Uh, uh, my girl has uh, three kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you all got families that you have to. Leave. That's got to be the hardest part. It is. Leaving hard. my wife wouldn't be a hard part at all for a couple of months. I like her and all that. We get along, but everybody <laughs> needs a break every once in a while. But the kids, man, that tears you up. It's yeah. tough. Yeah, it's yeah. Hard. yeah. It's hard. yeah. Uh, do your this is I ask this all the time. I have a sixteen year old son. Do your kids? How old are your kids, Dave? Uh, twins, boy and a girl, seventeen. Oh wow! Do your how old? All right, seventeen. 
how old are they when they realize my dad's pretty cool? Like when they have well, bring uh, your father to work day and the right. his father's an accountant <laughs> and the other ones uh, whatever are they like oh our dad's in Skid Row? Well, I'm their stepdad, and I okay. I first met them when they were just turning six years old, so I didn't have to do the diapers, right? But uh, everything else that goes along with raising a five six year old forward twins, yeah, Ooh, yeah. But you know what? Well, your I'm, wife must be hot because a, you stepped into five year old twins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, trust me, kicking and screaming, man. I was like, I had no desire to be with, with a family, and then all of a sudden, you, you know, I met, one. I met my wife and the and her kids, and I fell in love. And yeah. it's like one of those things where, okay, this is where life's taking me. I better embrace it, and yeah. I'm so happy I did. It was one of the best decisions I've ever sure. made. But raising, you know, what the deal raising a kid and stuff like that. But they uh, they would hear our stuff on the radio when I'd be bringing them to school. And, uh, you know, they call me Snakey. Snakey. And, they, and so they're like, hey, Snakey, that's Did, you. So everybody calls you Snake. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And so, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm I I feel like I'm overstepping by doing it. Not at all. Yeah. You say Dave and I'm looking around. I know, I'm sorry. I'm so used to reading. Uh, Rachel, you, you got tattoos, nose ring. Those kids know you're cool, right? Yeah, I mean, they're all adult. You know, they're adult kids. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I get along with them. They're they're like buds of mine. It's funny. So, I don't uh, know. I, I could. Uh, I'm my son. Only thinks I'm cool when I get him tickets to rap concerts. And he's like, "Oh, you're <laughs> the best." Yeah, no, it's just it's so funny to me. I like her, her middle son is 23, and he came to the show we just played in Alabama, <clears throat> and he he loved it. He was stoked. Yeah, he was really stoked. Oh, that's got to be a great yeah. feeling, man. To look yeah. up there and be like, "Oh, that's that's my guy." You know? Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, the guys from Skid Row are here: Scotty, Rachel, and Snake. Are right, in the studio with us. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're going to be at the Hard Rock tonight. The Hard Rock. I don't know if you guys are staying there. If you've been there yet, the the arena that they built the theater inside. Okay, is wonderful. Yeah, it's relatively new. That place has been there forever, but they've grown and gone and gotten bigger and bigger. And then they built this, and they have so much goddamn money that they could steal concerts from all these giant venues and still pay them the same amount of money. So. Rod Stewart just played there, and it's a smaller venue, but an intimate. I shouldn't say small, but a very intimate venue right. to see these major acts playing there. Two great rock bands tonight, Skid Row and Buck Cherry. I've seen both these bands a bunch of times. Now, tell me about the, the current lead singer. I don't know where you found him or, or how that's working. Yeah. Obviously, it's working out good for you guys because he still made it. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's a really cool for, uh, full circle story. He uh, His name is Eric Gronewall. He's from... Uh, Sweden, outside right. of Stockholm. Um, 2019, I think, we took the band Heat that he was in right. out on tour with us in Europe, or the UK, I forget. <clears throat> but we kept hearing him sing from the dressing room. We're like, wow, this dude has pipes. Uh-huh. My thought was like, oh, if we get any downtime, maybe I'll do a side project with mm-hmm. this guy or something. Or just, right, whatever. And um, we never... I think I said hello to him in the hallway one time because they'd get done. They just they yeah. just bail. So time went on, and and when we were this with this album, and when we recorded it um, during that time, we and a lot of factors came into play. We were like, okay, we're going to make a change, and it was we didn't even tell the label at this point, uh-huh. and so we're. We knew we were going to eventually make a change, but we didn't know where, uh, who we were going to get. And then, as luck would have it, Eric just put out a 
cover of 18 in Life. Oh, really? On his YouTube channel. And we got it, and we're like, well, we know he could sing the old stuff. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? And so we got in touch with him uh, through Instagram. Uh -huh. I didn't have his number. I never used Instagram to communicate with people. That's ever. so funny. So I was just like, hey, man, uh, Rachel from Skid Row, uh, loved your cover at 18 in Life. If you'd like, hit me back. I'll give you my email address. I'd like to talk to you about a couple things. So we did, like, right away. And we started talking, and, and um, Snake and Nick Raskulinix, our producer, said, why don't we send them a couple of new songs? There was scratch vocal on it, so why don't we send him a couple new songs? And so that was our sneaky way of auditioning Ooh, him. That, yeah. Meanwhile, his wife was going, they're going to ask you to join the band. Uh, and he's like, Ooh. It's always the wife that knows yeah, what's going yeah. on. <laughs> so we, uh, we sent them two songs, and they came back, and, and the, re the, the reaction was exactly the same from all five of us and Nick. Wow. And Nick is just like, get this guy on a plane right now. Wow. And then we told, so we got him in the band, and then we told our label. <laughs> uh, and they were they were cool they were cool because eric had been on that label so they knew him and, and they and, knew what he could do yeah and the general manager max uh, knew eric and worked with them and they were stoked they were really stoked and it's like you guys mean it's the serendipitous thing it's, yeah. it's meant to happen he was in your realm and the craziest thing is he had won sweden idol oh really right so, but what we didn't know is his audition song was 18 in Life. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so now here he is, and he was getting out of the music business because he just wanted to do something else. So he was going to move to South Africa and start this business with his, I think, with his sister who lives there. Right. Or, or brother or something like that. And he got diagnosed with leukemia. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> so he, this is before we spoke to him. This is after the tour and before we spoke to him. Right. So we got bone marrow transplant and all that stuff, and he's, was, he's doing fine. It was two years two years ago this month he started his treatments. Yeah, wow. Yeah, his so leukemia. when we when we called him, he he was like he was skin and bones, yeah. and we're like, dude, can you do this? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And he was just so excited, and we were excited, and we're like, take all the time you need. But hurry up. And, you know, he still goes for, for doctor's appointments, and we just kind of schedule our tour around it. And, you know, health and family first is the way we always yeah. think. That's so. great. But I'll tell you, he is an absolute powerhouse. Yeah. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Good. I think that's great. Uh, two, two things I want to ask you that are uh, probably kind of personal. You guys rich? How are we doing money-wise? <laughs> I mean, great. like, <laughs> that's, what I, I, that's what I wonder. I mean, like, I, I, when you're out on those major stadium tours, with Kiss and Bon Jovi and all that. Is the money great for that or no? Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, right? It depends. Yeah. Depends. Depends where where you who you're playing with and where it is. Lots of factors. But well, uh, here's country. the thing. Here's the thing is that we've all been able to play music for a living, which is basically what we set out to Life do. Livestream. Yeah. Like we wanted to sell a lot of records, but at the core of it was, man, we want to sell enough so we can make another record. Yeah. And and the goal was if we could play music for a living, what a great gift that is. Yeah. And we've been able to, thankfully to our audience, a lot of them have stuck with us and we're gaining more and more as we continue to tour, especially now with Eric and the band in this new album. Sure. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, we're all... What is the new album called? The Gang's All Here. You have to... I know it's very difficult these days for a rock band to do new music because... You know who's playing music anymore and who's not, and how they're finding it. But to me, it makes it more accessible to everybody. You can go find it. 
uh, if you put in Skid Row on Spotify, uh, mm-hmm. and then and then buy an album, pay for it if you like the band. I mean, they went ahead and made an album for you. Go ahead and grab it. Well, here's the thing that happened is that this record debuted for us uh, top twenty within like ten or eleven countries. That hasn't happened in twenty seven years yeah. for the band, mm-hmm. and so that says a lot for the faith that people have in us and the and the faith they have in this record. And our record label has been tremendous, and you rarely hear an artist say that. Yes, you yeah. you're very rarely hear an artist say they have a record label anymore. They're like, yeah, we <laughs> yeah. made this in our yeah. basement. It's on our website. Right. Oh, that's great. I'm you happy know, man, for you guys. If we uh, if we were doing this for the money, like you look at the days, like the early 2000s, yeah. right? The three of us, we just move forward. Yeah, but. We were not living a good life out there on the road. No, I mean, I I would imagine it's got to be hard. We were, we were, you know, we were riding in a van. We're Mm -hmm. staying in crappy hotels. We're playing crappy venues, building it up, building it back up. But also, but but not knowing doing what you want to do, not knowing we would wind up here today with you. Yeah, you know, playing the hard rock tonight. So it's it's. It hasn't been about the money. Money's great. Yeah. yeah. Money's great. But it, Colin Hay from Men at Work, you know that guy? He's he, amazing. He's, he's great. great. Amazing. He's yeah. in the studio one time and he was like, uh, I just went on tour with Ringo Starr and his all-star band. He's like, we're taking private jets and we're eating lobster. He's like, it was the greatest thing. And then two weeks later, I'm in a van driving up a Poughkeepsie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to love what you're doing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. do an acoustic show or something. Yeah. 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 Which is great. Uh, yeah. the, the other thing I want to ask you is how hard is it to be named Rachel when you were a kid? Yeah, you know. Was that a legit thing? Well, I changed it. I that I I, I changed it. I guess when Scotty and I were in a band together. Yeah, I mean, man. I had I had been going by Rachel for a really long time. Right. And a lot of people knew me as that. And then once Skid Row, like once we hit and kind of blew up, I got it legally changed yeah, because yeah. it was just I'd go into you know, with my credit card and I get recognized. <laughs> and they're like, well, that's not your name. And it's like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I, you, were you a big punk fan? Yeah, you yeah. going to see the mis, Misfits? Uh... Uh, misfits weren't the type of punk I was into. Okay. I was into like the Ramon, you know, oh, Ramon, yeah. Sex okay. Pistols, Dead you Boys. You went to the New Kennedys. York, uh, yeah, a lot, punk, a lot of yeah. New York, you know, Blondie you, television stuff. Does it blow your mind? Or oh, maybe you did take advantage of it? But I grew up in Staten Island, and I'm like, how did I not? Go see more of these bands. I mean, I was young too, but the that fact that the thing. Dead Boys and the Ramones and all these would play at CBGBs and you could mm-hmm. go see them would have—I I missed see, out. Yeah, on I, I was too young to go, yeah. but I'll never forget the first time I saw the Ramones was at Great Adventure. Which uh-huh. is now what Six Flags? Six Flags, yeah. yeah. And I saw them at the Great Arena, and it was just unbelievable. After listening to their albums for so long, and then to see them, and it was exactly what you I wrote expected. Your hope for, yeah. <clears throat> and it, it was pretty amazing. What country loves Skid Row the most? Hmm. Man, that question has changed since this new album. The yeah. answer to that question has changed since this album has come out because it used to be just like the UK it was really, right. really strong with stuff. But now it, it's a lot of places and a lot of places in America. Like we've been selling out. We're at about a 60 or 70 percent sellout. Uh, rate on this tour with Buck Cherry. Good for you, man. And it's it's just amazing, man. And we're playing bigger venues and and just. Let me tell you, Buck Cherry is outstanding live. Yeah, they are oh, a yeah. great band. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll dig them, and uh, of course, Skid Row. Uh, I I'm telling you, I've been a Skid Row fan since 1988, 89, and uh, I've seen them live with different singers. I've seen them in different venues, and always a great show. 
Thank I'm you. super happy that you guys got up early and came here. I thought for sure Scotty was like, nobody wants to get up. I'll be there. <laughs> I would have been just as happy to see you, Scotty. Uh, oh, yeah. We are done. We've talked yeah. so long that the show is over. We're being right. played off like the Academy Awards. <laughs> Go see Skid Row tonight at the Hard Rock in Tampa and get their new album. The gang's all here. And uh, support this band. Thank and, you uh, for your support. Are you man. kidding me, dude? I'm, yeah. I'm so happy you guys are here. We got to go. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Goodbye. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. it it's over that's all for today thanks for listening to the mike caltus show you're listening to 1025 the bone side effects may include laughing until you almost puke yelling at your